If uh, you want to send me a note, you can, Alex, at 640toronto.com or follow me on Twitter at Alex Pearson Amp. Let's talk about a story that came out of Ottawa today and it has everything to do with your pocketbook. And if you've ever gotten one of those calls from a pushy telecom salesperson, then you know what we're talking about. Look, I'm a total pushover. Whenever I call my cable company to get a TV service or whatever, I end up buying everything. I don't know why. It's just like the process is so painful. I just end up agreeing to everything and I never save money, but they do make a lot of money. Well, the federal government today announced it is going to, uh, it wants the governing body of all things telecom, which would be the CRTC, to open investigations into these high-pressure sales tactics that are allegedly forced on not just the employees of these telecom companies, but then passed on to con- you know consumers. And I don't know if you recall this, but a few months ago, an investigation by the CBC revealed, you know, complaints from hundreds of customers and employees revealing pushy bullying and illegitimate sales practices being used to push the staff who then would be forced to use the tactics and get you to buy more expensive packages. So now that's all going to be looked into and it ain't going to be pretty. I want to bring in someone who knows more about this likely than anybody. Michael Geist is a law professor and Canada research chair in internet and e-commerce law. Hi, Michael. Oh, hi. Your title says it all. You've got a big brain and you know a lot of uh, things about things that I know nothing about. All right, well, I'm happy to be with you. It's, uh, <laughs> I think it's, it's an exciting day today with the with the government taking a step in the right direction when it comes to some of these practices. Okay, so so break it down for the everyday person. What should they be taking away from this announcement? Well, I think we, I think we should actually back up just for a second. And I think you, you rightly noted that the CBC ran some stories that got a lot of attention um, about these kinds of sales tactics. And, of course, part of it is the pressure that the employees are put under. Mm-hmm. But I think even more, fundamentally, it's about the kinds of things consumers have been facing. Uh, the Public Interest Advocacy Centre, they're a, a consumer group based in Ottawa. Then, after those, after those series aired filed a request with the CRTC, with the telecom regulator, to do an inquiry into these tactics. And I have to say, the CRTC's response was basically, well, no. Um, In a sense, telling consumers, you're on your own. There's any number of tools you already have in place. We're not going there. And I think the news of the day is that the government, Matt D. Baines, the the Minister of Innovation, Science, and Economic Development, has basically said that's not good enough. Mm -hmm. And they've now ordered the CRTC to investigate these practices. Okay. Well, what you say is somewhat alarming because the CRTC was not proactive in seeing anything wrong with this practice. And now we're putting them in charge of actually getting to the bottom of it. So it tells me uh, we may not actually get to the bottom of this. Or are you more optimistic? Well, uh, I, I think you. I think you're right to highlight that uh, the CRTC has not only have not been proactive; they weren't even responsive to a direct request right. on the issue. Uh, I think you know we've we've seen in the last number of months. I think some some increasing concerning signals that the CRTC's focus has not been on consumer issues and some of that public interest. And so on a number of issues, whether it's on wireless competition uh, or their move just a couple of weeks ago to put on the table the prospect of taxing all internet providers to help fund Canadian content without much regard for what that would mean for consumers or on the sales tactic issues, they haven't been out front. And you're right. 
there's a concern that will the CRTC respond in an effective fashion at the end of this inquiry? Well, I think it would beg for an independent body at this point to come in and say, well, let's let's really unpeel this thing and see where it is. At least then we would know, because I think a lot of people will be suspect, Michael, at the very end of this, either which way the investigation goes. Well, I mean... I guess there's two responses to it. I mean, you're right. I mean, in theory, an independent uh, independent body would be ideal. I think the CRTC's response to that would be, we are an independent body. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's an awful lot of customers out there that, that would beg to differ based on, on certainly the response that they saw that came from the CRTC. It's also worth noting that the government, at the same time as it ordered the CRTC to conduct this investigation, it also sent a letter to the Competition Bureau, mm-hmm. which is responsible for practice, business practices that are offside, to say, we want you actively involved in this. So if there is uh, if, there, if there's a bit of a, a I guess, a silver lining yeah. there and a concern about the CRTC, we do have another independent body charged with this that has now also instructions to get involved. You know, private business is in the ma- business of making money. And, you know, I guess you can blame the CRTC to a point where these private telecom businesses feel like they're kind of, uh, you know, their hands are tied in many ways. And, of course, they're up against the CBC, you know, trying to make a living while the CBC not only gets subsidies, but also gets to make advertising revenue. So they're in the business of making money. And the telecom side of it is an enormous, enormous amount of money uh, in their business. Um, so... You know, maybe the CRTC is looking at that and saying, well, they're going to have to do what they have to do, whether that's, you know, putting pressure on their salespeople to to go about uh, and, and push customers in. I mean, they're not the only businesses pushing, you know, whether it's magazine subscriptions, you know, you get those phone calls of people pushing stuff on you. Wouldn't someone in the competition bureau already have spoken up if they were doing something wrong? Well, I'm not sure that they would have. I think the Bureau actually, at the same time as this came out, just put forward a submission, again, expressing concern about the pricing and costs associated with wireless services in Canada, urging the CRTC to create low-cost data plans yeah. because there are so many people that, that simply can't afford some of these things. You know, I, I think for one thing, I don't think it's a, it's a good enough excuse to say everybody's doing it or lots of other businesses are doing it. And I certainly don't think that we can say, well, you know what, they've got a competitive environment and they need to help fund CanCon. When we're talking about wireless, Canada pays some of the highest fees already anywhere in the world. There's less consumer choice than there are in many other jurisdictions. If anything, the regulator hasn't done enough to ensure that there's enough competition that should bring, I think, prices down and choices up. What we're left with is just a few providers. And now we learn through these investigations that even even with those few providers, they're engaged in some of these tactics that seem to be offside. Right. And so the immediate remedy would be open up the market. I mean, give consumers more of a choice and maybe that would breed better business practices by the uh, pushy telecom. I think that's absolutely one of the things that we need. Uh, the, The notion that we can just crack down as a silo some of these practices and say, and, you know, wash our hands of the issue, I think would be a mistake. Fundamentally, one of the real problems remains, we don't have enough choice when it comes to telecom providers. Government and the regulator have to step up to try to help bring down some of these costs. Right. And so wouldn't it be better in the, I mean, if the liberals really wanted to win over, they would say, hey, you know what we're going to do for the consumers? We are going to open the market. I mean, it is 2018, Michael. The fact that we still have to talk about this, I mean, started in this business 25 years ago and not much has changed well when it comes to wireless i think the government has both the liberal government has been doing something frankly 
uh, if we're honest about it, successive governments, whether the conservative, yeah, yeah it's, it's not part, of, yeah, it's not part. Talked, of it. Have talked about this issue. They have taken some steps, but there are still further steps that I think could be taken to try to create a greater amount of competition. In fact. Uh, but one of the things that people often talk about is something known as MVNOs, which would be virtual operators that would run on the network and create new co- new competitors in the marketplace. And you see it in a lot of other countries. The CRTC said no to that, and the government, this current liberal government, said, you know, we're not happy with that decision. We want you, the CRTC, to reconsider this issue. The CRTC a couple of months ago said, Okay, we reconsider it, and we're sticking by what we're doing. We're not opening this up. So it's hard to fault the government when it actually went forward and said, you know what, this is uh, a move we want to see take place, and the CRTC still said no. Part of the problem is the regulator. Yeah, Yeah, so maybe it's time to get rid of the CRTC. Not not that I want to say that too loudly, but I mean, look, they're an archaic body, and and clearly they don't see a problem with the way they think in in the year 2018. I digress. Uh, But, you know, when you get someone like me, I'm a complete pushover. Uh, when it comes to these sales tacni- uh, techniques, because I-, I find the whole process of trying to get a package for television or cell phones or whatever I'm trying to do to be so painful and so confusing. And then when you get the billing, it is just that much more confusing. Do you see at the end of this investigation that we could possibly make the process less painful? Well, I don't know if we're going to remove the pain, but we hopefully will make it a bit much more open transparent, and transparent. Yeah. Because I think that's part of the problem. I mean, and I agree with you. A lot of these plans are very confusing. I think that's by design to make it hard to compare between uh, the limited number of providers that we have. And so one of the, I think the core goals here will be we've got to remove some of the deceptive practices and say there are certain things you simply can't do. Mm-hmm. Increase the amount of transparency and recognize that you're right. Most consumers have a hard time making heads or tails of, of some of the kinds of things that they're being offered. We've got to find ways to, in a sense, simplify it, make it easier for consumer choice uh, and not leave them, in a sense, in the hands of, of companies that, that may engage in some of these deceptive practices. Yeah, I agree with you. Thank you so much, Michael. I learned a lot. Oh, great. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Very much appreciated. Michael Geist uh, joining us. Uh, Big title, was able to explain it I think pretty clearly, but made a lot of really uh, good points. My big big takeaway is that nothing's going to change because the governing body that is supposed to oversee this doesn't see what's happening as a problem. And so if they don't see it as a problem, how are we to trust them to investigate it? You know, I don't know. I'm not going to say anymore. I don't want to get myself in trouble with the bosses. But I think you know what I think needs to happen. You're listening to On Point here on Global News Radio.